following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. You know, in a more litigious society, people may actually believe that we're not solely responsible for the content of this show. University of Iowa and its uh, athletic teams are partially responsible for the content of this show. The coaches and the players are partially responsible for what we say on the air. Do you see where I'm going with this? Well, it's only our reactions and our opinions based upon what we see and actually does happen that causes those. So it's safe to say that basically what we're doing is just commentating. Right. And we are we're con- we can we're, talk we're about how Michigan we're, basketball we're, is we're, we're or Minnesota. Yes. We are responsible or, for that here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Well, it's we important to be responsible about something. Yes, uh, I'm trying to be more responsible about everything. I'm just trying very hard, you know. You know, I'm halfway through February, and I'm being more responsible. Yes, I, I've been more responsible. Hey, I fall down on Friday night, get back up Saturday and Sunday. I was good. You know, that's the way it works, right? You have to give yourself a little leeway, especially during the state wrestling tournament. We were, uh, <laughs> as we got together the other day, well, actually, you and I, you know, I got to, I don't want to yeah, I, much, I know, right? I know, I know what you're saying. I know exactly, you know exactly where you're going. going. We've yep. watched some ball games I together. I know, I know. And I, we won. It may be off. I think we put the kibosh on it when we sat together at the football game. For the oh, whole football season. For the season. whole football season. We sort of uh, threw the, uh, what's the right way to put it, the universe up in the air. We tossed it upside down and got rid of that bad karma where that, we couldn't watch a ball game. Either. That's right. Because we watched Iowa play Maryland the other night. We were up at our favorite place uh, in Grimes, which is, uh, if you're if you're up that way, uh, we were patrons of Stevie C's there in downtown Grimes. and Because I live up that way. I can't get to G-MIGS every day like you do. Like I can. <laughs> Right, um, and which is where we are tonight again, of course. G makes here in West Des Moines, um, but we watched uh, Iowa play Maryland, and uh, we watched Iowa. At, I wasn't playing Maryland. Iowa played Maryland like a fiddle. Well, beat, How's that? Beat the snot. Uh, uh, yes, the, they beat the oceans out of Maryland. Maryland. One ten. Beat the crab cakes. One ten out of Maryland. Seven. And this is a Maryland team that then went on the road and darn near really should have upset Purdue as we were watching on, you and I were watching on Sunday in the Nebraska game at my house and then over to Stevie's for a little while before pregame Super Bowl. Yeah, Sunday was a good day, by the way. I enjoyed Sunday. But uh, but by the, when, you, when you put it all together, we got to watch a couple of real beatdowns by the Iowa basketball team. They won that one 98-75. Here's a number of impressive things that happened. First of all, we thought, okay, Jordan Bohannon has been ungodly hot when he goes into Maryland. Uh, these first two times he was there, guess what? Couldn't happen again, could it? Well, he was. He was more than hot with 10 three-pointers on Thursday night. Went 10 for 16, 30 points. 10 for 16, 30 points for Jordan Bohannon there. That was amazing. And then, of course, Keegan Murray had a quiet 30 in there somehow. Really, that's a term, right, you can actually make. Apparently, and then, and then he comes back on Sunday with a uh, with a, a resounding thirty seven, and suddenly uh, he is the Big Ten co uh, co player of the week. The weird part about it is, as the co player of the week, he's also the Naismith National Player of the Week all by himself. I love the way the Big Ten does that. We'll minimize our own players by doing those types of things. But anyways, the National Player of the Week, Keegan Murray, uh, enjoy what he's doing. 
Um, Chris Murray may end up helping you out a little bit later on uh, next year uh, as a bit of a mirror of Keegan Murray, but right now Keegan is on fire. So I have a question. Very, very well. Did you watch halftime of the Wisconsin-Indiana game? I did not. I was flipping. I flipped. Did another one of those five-game parlays last night, and I got screwed on the very one that I thought I had for sure was the upset of I got screwed on Cincinnati-Memphis. I got all the other ones right. It's upsets galore. And then I, Anyway, so I was flipping channels plus the Olympics, and I missed the halftime show of Wisconsin-Indiana. What did I miss halftime? So they interviewed Keegan Murray at halftime, and they basically asked him, you know, no Iowa player has been drafted in the first round since, I think they said since he was born. And he goes, well... You know, if that happens, then certainly I will be uh, extraordinarily excited about that and uh, looking to carry on the Iowa tradition into the NBA. Who should be the Big Ten Player of the Year? Me. That a boy. Why, why I, say he, anything else, right? It's because I'm going to bet on myself, and I, and based on so far, I'm taking me. I'm taking so, me. So essentially, what he said is that this is my last year at the University of Iowa. I will be declaring for the NBA draft. And, oh, by the way, I should be Big Ten Player of the Year. And if he's driving a stock car, he's going to have a car with a cougar and and the word me on the front of it, right? Well, that'd be fine. fine. No, but absolutely. You're right. He's leaving no pretense to it, which is, at this point, there's no reason to have pretense to it, right? Um, And that's great. And I think the other thing he's saying is bet on my team. Right. Right? This team team right now, as we – come to the midway point that this is a big juncture because of the quality step up step up in quality of the of the schedule that's coming up but they have not faded they have not right they got stronger this last week and a half um turns out the penn state loss which still just hurts but the penn state loss was you know penn state beat michigan state last night there right? had it had him yeah uh, so did i uh, i you know, you looked at it and went, yeah, that probably works. You and I were talking about this the other day. I hate to th- I'm not sure when to throw this in, but, um, you know, Iowa, this is one of those WNL situations. But, man, they're close to being 19-5 and five instead of 17-7. and seven. Well, in, I mean, in ticky-tack call at Rutgers and then a travel, a full-on six-step travel or foul the guy, Fran, and Iowa beats Penn State, right? Well, correct. However... As you look at the balance of the schedule that Iowa currently has and retains, you can pretty seriously and obviously say that the only game that you think that they're going to be majorly underdogs in is at Illinois. Is at Illinois. Close the season. They they will be favored and or no more than a three-point underdog for any other game the balance of the season. Saturday at Ohio State. No, I bet you they're four and a half. At, yeah, at Ohio State, four and a half or five, maybe. But, okay, but other than, but you're right. Now, it's, I know where you're going. Yeah, they're not going to be big underdogs. Are they, what is it for uh, tomorrow night against Michigan? What's, what's don't know on? yet. Uh, if where where that's at home, right? Yeah, uh, Iowa by uh, three, maybe four. Really? Okay. Two possessions, I bet. Mm, okay, I, I mean, after watching. <laughs> After sitting there, I mean, Illinois is a four-point favorite at Rutgers tonight. 
Wow. And Re- well, Rutgers has come along. Purdue is a six-point favorite at Northwestern. Right. They, they know the Big Ten on the road in the Big Ten. Now, here's the one that, that Iowa did get that Maryland place. It, what a mausoleum. There was nobody there. What an embarrassment. What happened to only Maryland people, basketball? I'm going to say this. There were less people at the Rams celebration parade today <laughs> than there were at the Maryland game. And that listened to this radio show and more podcast people, on a regular basis. More people listen to this, this More people listen to the huddle than we're at, at the Rams well, uh, parade through L.A. So we're going to get into this a little bit later on. By the way, um, the, uh, all the parade cars were carjacked. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't in Minneapolis, dude. They were in L.A. Um, we're, we're <laughs> but they were electric, I guess. Uh, then. We're, we're going to get into this a little bit more um, with uh, with Iowa's tournament resume and some people arguing already about how this, this the net works for Iowa this year when it shouldn't. But currently Iowa sits at number 19 in the net, uh, number 17, Ken Pomp. Why does it the, work for Iowa this year? With no, of, with no quad one because wins. Iowa has no quad one wins and they're still sitting at number nineteen, whereas teams like Iowa State has Iowa State has seven quad one wins, which is a joke, right? Because like last night, TCU, give me a break of them being a top twenty five, top thirty team. TCU is awful. They've got one good player. Oh my god! That, anyway, every team simply, that every team that plays is not awful. You, I, you overuse watched, that term. I, so let's put this. You're going to tell me Northwestern's yeah. awful, and they've I, got. You're right. I shouldn't say awful. I've watched TCU a number of times only because it may have had an interest on right. what was happening. And I've watched them, and I've bet against them every time because they're not good. Okay? That's a bad basketball In your mind. They're a bad and basketball how, And how many times have you and been right about them not being good? I won every time. You bet against them uh, at, I, at Iowa State? Uh, that was not one I bet. No. Okay. Every time I bet against them, I've won. They're not a good basketball team, and so giving you a credit for that. Anyway, that's fine. You got the quad one win there, but what Iowa gets is adjusted offensive uh, possessions. What did we just say? What did Brucey say the other day? Nebraska is one point seven. We no, one point six seven against Maryland. So that's that was so, the kid, the highest offensive output by any team in the country this year. This year. So that means that's that, better than Gonzaga. That means that that for every time Iowa had the basketball, they scored scored one point six seven points. That's insane. It's incredible. When Iowa last year, even when they were good, was like in the one point two, one point one ish, right? And right. So an adjusted defense goes into this, and by the way, victory margins. So Iowa, uh, Iowa has um, a number of double digit victories. Ten is the cutoff. We've talked about this before, and whether the coaches are thinking about it or not, ten is the cutoff. You want to have, if you lose, you don't want to lose by ten or more, and if you win, you want to win by ten or more, and Iowa has a number of those. Those all play well into the net. Just for kicks and giggles, because I do these things, I looked up the old RPI, because it's still out there. You can figure out what Iowa would be. What would we be? We'd be 52 in the RPI. Moving up one yesterday, we dropped seven spots this weekend. After, no after, beating after, Nebraska. after beating Nebraska, we dropped seven spots in the old RPI. So Iowa would so have been. So a 30 point win on the road at Maryland, a 25 point win at home against Nebraska, and they dropped seven spots. That's how ridiculously stupid the old RPI used to be. Well, one of these metrics, and I think I put it on my Twitter, at Hawkeye Huddle, and Ridge is at Hawkeye Huddle too. Feel free to uh, interact with us. We'll be happy to uh, respond in kind, certainly. Um, one of one of the metrics in a, in somebody, whether it's Ken Palm or somebody like that, is when is the game effectively over? 
The Maryland game was over with 12.08 to go in the second half. And the Nebraska game was over with 11.55 or something like that to half? go in the, in the second, second half. half. Well, so, I, I mean. Those of us who grabbed the 39 and a half number r- by Nebraska right, middle of the second half. Right. right cleaned at, up. It was exactly, free money, right? Exactly. Right at that point. And, and so what they basically say is after that point, they don't count anything. They don't count the, the scrub time. They don't count when the bench comes in and chucks up six threes and makes one um, or fouls or turns it over or any of those things. They only take it during the competitive component of the game to which point they make a determination that this is the point of no return. So this is a huge week because of this. I, and I said this. Oh, what have we got, three games well, in six days? Right. And I responded to a number of people out there talking about well, how ridiculous it is Iowa is 19 in the net. There's people in the media on Twitter. This is so stupid. Iowa hasn't beaten anybody. Yeah, yeah. you know what? By that metric, Iowa is number 19, but they need quad one wins. They had a couple of them, and those teams have dropped out of quad one. Indiana at one point in time, Utah State was in there at one point in time. They're not anymore. Iowa State, by the way, some of the ones, I don't understand how they're counting. They get seven credit for seven. Memphis isn't quite one winning. Anyway, well, they I, might be. Uh, anyway. Memphis has been hot lately. They got so. hot again. But anyway. Well, they beat your Cincinnati. Yeah, they did easily. Um, good point. My, my point here being um, that's, that's all fluid, and what you can do to enhance your tournament resume is – Win. I, Iowa is in right now, right? But now if you want to start looking at, do you care about trying to get to a 6 or a 5 or something like that instead there's, of a 7, no, 8, 10? There's, no there's no question. You've you got to win. They're in, the, in, those four, in that 4 seed 7, 8, 9, 10 Range. zone. Right. It, uh, right. Comfortably in, however. Comfortably out. Round two, uh, round two, right? Because so you're going to play. certainly going to be a, a large underdog in, in the second round, unless you know if you're a ten and the fifteen beats the two, then right. okay, right. well there you go. Right. But you know, on the other side of the coin, Iowa State was last four in. Well, they um, should be. They're dead last in the Big Twelve now. Well, no, which is a no, bad loss for Iowa. Now, which stinks. They're they're not um, because they won last night, um, and good for them. I mean, good. That, yeah, I, you know, that, we're, I mean, rooting, we're rooting for them, by the way, because for a number of reasons. And well, I mean, just, their net doesn't hurt Iowa any more than it already has hurt them. No, right? right. Uh, they can They're inflict like number twenty-three no, or twenty-four too. In, right inflict now, yeah. no more damage, yeah. but th- you can't be dead last in your league and expect an at-large berth over three teams that are essentially ahead of you in the conference. You shouldn't be able to be. Right and now you, you you can if you're Indiana in 2000 or 1998, oh, gosh. whatever year that was, 1997, when Indiana was three games behind Iowa in the conference standings, Iowa beat them head to head twice, and Indiana got in and Iowa didn't. That okay, but and that was solely based on RPI, right? Right. So it did happen, but it shouldn't happen. And and, and you're right. So uh, as we look at it, so Thursday night, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Michigan. Consider- this just in, we were not on the air during that time what time when the hawks didn't get it after oh, beating no, Indiana no, twice we weren't, we weren't there we weren't there yet um considered going over tomorrow night i'm still thinking about it but it's supposed to snow uh ohio no, state not. it didn't get snow over there it is southeast Iowa. southeast yeah it's uh, i know well I, i'm thinking about it still 
1.30 on Saturdays when they're jamming in the Ohio State game that they had to postpone from early on. That's so what Hawks, she said. Yeah, the Hawks were going to get a weekend off. What do you Instead, mean, another weekend off? No, Well, they were going to get the weekend off and then go on Monday. They're still going to play now on Tuesday. They were always playing yes, on Tuesday. I'm sorry. They were going to get Tuesday against Michigan State. They were going to have a little time in between as it is. got to go to Ohio State, 1.30 on Saturday, and then you get Michigan State at home. Let's put it this way. It's really, seriously, if they have a day, if they have a day in between, they're fine. They're college kids. They're in great shape. They're going to be fine. It's long, not three or four as days As long as they can get out of Columbus. Yes, exactly. It's not, it, it's, but it's a challenge. All right, Tom Caker, when we come back on the other side, got to talk to him about Ken O'Keefe stepping down as a quarterback's coach at Iowa when we return on the Hawkeye Huddle. It's a special Wednesday night edition of the Hawkeye Huddle. We were preempted last night by UNI Basketball. And by the way, next week, we're going to go ahead and preempt ourselves because the Hawks are on the air uh, against Michigan State, the men's basketball team, on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. Who will be listening to us talk about the Hawks instead of either listening to the ball game or watching them on TV? Nobody. So we're going to do Wednesday next week as well. We'll be live here at GMIX doing it, but it'll be Wednesday night just like it is tonight. So, so we'll be uh, reviewing the last three basketball That's games. right. We have three basketball games to review. we got all kinds of stuff to review. And Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com is going to join us now. We've been on basketball, but Tom, uh, the big news that flashed across the screen here within the last couple of hours is that Ken O'Keefe, quarterback's coach at the University of Iowa on the football squad, former offensive coordinator, is going to step into more of an administrative role, step down from the uh, coaching staff, and uh, do something a little bit different. He's not retiring, which to me leads me to believe that Kirk has somebody else in mind already for this position. What do you think about that? Um, I would say that this thing's kind of been cooking for a while, um, just that Ken was probably going to step away. Uh, he is 68 years old, so um, you know I think he wants more for it, It's sort of like Reese Morgan. I mean, Reese Morgan retired, but Reese Morgan's still in the football office all the time. <laughs> And you'll see him at every game uh, on the sidelines. He's, he's still around. So I would imagine Ken's going to maybe be kind of in the same boat um, as, as Reese. But, you know, I could see Ken kind of stepping away. I know he's got a contract, and, and usually the coach's contracts run until June 30th. So maybe that's uh, kind of the role that he was going to um, you know, do something until June 30th to fulfill his uh, contractual obligation, and then um, kind of move on. And and uh, and so now, Kirk has a chance to you know do something he really hasn't done. And what I what I had heard was potentially going to look at you know hiring one of the quote quarterback guru type guys, where you know a quarter a true quarterback coach um, to help develop those guys more. So we'll see if that. Uh, happens, but it's an interesting thought. So, so a guy like Joe Brady, who went to LSU, uh, coached Joe Burrow, uh, made in the Heisman Trophy. They won a national championship. Went well, to Carolina well, and then lost the job. One of these guys that holds the camps and such, right? I mean, is that is that what you're talking yeah, about? I don't, Tom? If, I don't know if I don't know if Joe Brady was like a quarterback guru, um, but. Um, I know he, you know, he was a good offensive mind for that, um, for that time, and working with uh, with Burrow in the passing game development. But I don't know that he coached quarterbacks at New Orleans. But I, I, I don't know before he came to LSU. So, uh, but 
maybe like you know uh, David Rye's names come up. He's been at uh, Vanderbilt this last year, and I don't know that things went great for him there. But that's you know obviously a former quarterback. Um, you know I I, I even threw out like t- Tony uh, Tony Rassiopi, the uh, uh, quarterback guru, or yeah. you know he worked with Nate Stanley. He's working with Spencer Petras. Uh, Marco Linez, his uh, um, pupil, is uh, is committed to Iowa. So, I mean, there's you know some some uh, thoughts there that maybe he might be a good uh, a good pick just from that standpoint. East Coast guy with some connections. Uh, I know some people have thrown out Drew Tate because Drew's into in coaching uh, now. And I. Um, yeah. You know, and he's supposed to be going to UNI, but nothing's really been officially announced the last time I talked to Drew he said his role there hadn't been defined yet but he was going to end up there so we'll see oh that's interesting well, well it is, it is R- kind of run around with your head cut off and throw it to yeah, Glenn right. Solomon well exactly <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think it's just I do think it's interesting that if you look at clearly quarterback play has been an issue right this last year but well, but you but you can make a case it's been an issue for a while, right? But the funny part about it is, most of us laymen would sit back and say, "Well, it's because the offense we we make so many weird calls, and they it's so hard to do to run the offense the way it is, and apparently it's so complicated." But instead of changing the offense, the first thing we change is the coach. Now, I'm not, I know that's not what's really happening, but that it, it, it's sort of what it feels like. All of a sudden, you you look and go. Well, I wonder, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, how often does that happen? That well, happens all the time, well, all over the country. I, I know. Ra- well, but rather than change the scheme, we change the coach. And let's just remember who Ken O'Keefe is, right? He was the first offensive coordinator that Kirk brought with him from Allegheny. Uh, it was uh, to to run the Iowa offense. He ran a completely different Iowa offense than he wanted to run when he was a head coach in smaller college football. Uh, there were times when people were frustrated, but there was a lot of scoring un- uh, 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 under him. And then when he came back, he got this quarterback's coach role and a few of the assistants' role. He hasn't been the offensive coordinator, but we've enjoyed talking to him over the years. I know Tom, you made comments too. He's he's this this sort of oh, quiet, he's a super he's a, affable guy and, and quiet, answers your questions. Just a- directly answers your questions, right? He may say, "Oh, I don't think you're right," or "I don't, I don't." But I hey, disagree with that. I disagree right? with it. I'm not sure that's true. Blah blah blah. But at the same time, he's just been terrific to deal with, and I think he's been a great assistant coach. And so I think if, if he is sort of being replaced here, which I'm not sure I feel that, but if he is being replaced here, that's interesting. And it will be interesting to see that if Kirk doesn't already have somebody in mind to do this with. Tony Rassiope. Where's he from, Tom? New Jersey? Yeah, New Jersey. Really? How come Rutgers I, I, hasn't I have no, scooped I have him no, up? I have, I have <laughs> no, uh, that's not me uh, saying that's who it's going to be. That's just me throwing a name. All right. All right, that's fair enough. Let me shift you somewhere. I have nothing, I have nothing to base that on other than just hearing about a quarterback guru. And, dude, and you're on our show in the first hour after this news breaks, and we get a little breaking news. We appreciate it. How about this? You know, Ed Manning really didn't wasn't much of a coach <laughs> until he went to Kansas under Larry Brown, and, oh, by the way, his son was Danny. Yeah, that sort of helped. Danny can't coach his way out of a paper bag. But that's it's not awesome. Danny's fault. So are, are you saying that they should uh, hire uh, – which one is it? Cooper Manning, who has the son. Arch. There we go. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, let's go with Cooper Manning. That's He's good. the only man who had coach anywhere. Yeah, right. Does anything? <laughs> Why not? 
You know, Tom, um, I want to shift real quick because it's the opening of the baseball season. You've got a guy working for you who's been covering the women's basketball, and he's doing the, uh, the baseball stuff as well. Uh, is his, is it Heisman? Kyle? Huseman. Huseman. And, and he's, he's been doing a terrific job, by the way. And, and I really encourage people, to, if you're interested in the baseball, the Iowa baseball, there's some great stuff out on Tom's site uh, about it. He's breaking down pitchers right now. He did the, the Full uh, podcast on uh, it. He did the bullpen uh, today and the starting pitchers yesterday. But uh, some great stuff. But uh, while you're on our show, Tom, they're starting off this weekend. they got Air Force, Ball State, Bucknell. Give us a little bit of what you know we can expect out of the Iowa baseball team uh, this year because it's becoming a much more interesting follow for all of us who are Hawkeye fans. Yeah, um, and I'd encourage people to find our podcast, Hawkeye Report podcast. I did with Kyle last night. We spent about a half hour talking baseball. So here's the other thing, guys. It may be the only baseball we get to watch for a while. Yeah, no uh, kidding. It's, it's absolutely true. The major right, league right. folks, uh, you know, we might get some minor league baseball, but uh, – um, we're not going to probably get Major League Baseball on time this I, year, so we, we I may, literally we am may pricing just out, get... I'm pricing out heading to Texas to watch them play in Frisco. You know what we're doing? Because my buddy lives next That's door, That's a right? great tournament, too, with uh, uh, yeah, A&M, Wichita State. Yeah. 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 You and I are That's definitely going to Iowa City to watch baseball Oh, we're going to do that. Yes. Absolutely. But that one, that one in uh, Frisco is going to be fun. Here's, here's um, uh, my thought, though, is that they're – uh, they've got a lot of potentially a really good team, I think. Um, intriguing on a lot of levels. Uh, they've, but they've, you know, you got to see how the, the Mazer kid uh, does as the number one guy, the transfer from South Dakota State, the kid who transferred from Butler is a two guy. But I think really they could, if, if Marcus Morgan comes out and does what yep. I think he can do, which is yep. thrown in the mid-90s as a freshman with four pitches and, um, you know, good poise. Um, boy. Tom, where's it, he from? He's from Iowa City West. Yep. Okay. You put him yeah, with Brody uh, Michael Morgan's. Yeah, it's yes. Michael Morgan's son. Oh, uh, right, so right, right. Jeremy, Jeremy Morgan's brother. And then Brody Brecht's throwing 100 miles an hour. Right. You know, literally 100.7 is what he was throwing in the bullpen. So you're looking at by rate some the one of the magazines had him rated Morgan's the number one incoming prospect in the Big Ten this year, and Brody Breck the number five, right? So if this Morgan, if if Marcus Morgan is is, is that good, he's their Sunday starter. He's the Sunday guy, right? So uh, Sunday's your yeah, your top dude, right? This, and that that I've never you know, seen that, right? Marcus was last year at, at West High. He was throwing low 90s, and if he was hitting the mid-90s like he is now he'd have got last drafted. year, yeah, he would not be in Iowa City. <laughs> well, and we know Brody Brecht had every opportunity to be uh, yeah, uh, Brody a, a solid draft that, pick. Yeah. yeah, he could have. Uh, the rumor was he turned down a, uh, around $2 million. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not, but that's the rumor that floated around for I suspect it's, uh, it's pretty close. You know who's also on that yeah. team that uh, that uh, is really fun to watch, and I told you when he was in high school he was underrated, is Isaiah Fillard. You know, Kenny Fillard's kid, he was part of that team with Connor McCaffrey, that Iowa City West team that played against our boys, right? And they came, I remember they, they came here against Valley. We actually split with them. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, that kid is is, is the real deal, right? He ended up having to go to, to uh, uh, Cedar Rapids, to junior college in Cedar Rapids for one year, and then – 
yeah. got the call up, right? And since then, he's been a, <laughs> he's been a, a fixture, and he's now uh, rated in the top 50 second baseman in all of college baseball as well. He's going to be good. They've got a number of other players. It's going to be fun to watch. I I, I do know. I, I always caution people on Iowa baseball with the fact that that the way that that Rick Heller does this is he puts he will put guys on the field who are younger and less experienced earlier in the year so they're ready to go by the end of the year. Right. You lose some games because of that, but you win a lot of games later on because of that. So just so, stick with hey, them one, on one some thing of I want to mention about Fillard is he is currently sidelined with a um, broken bone in his hand. I did not so, know that. Oh, no. So um, he's uh, hoping to be back by the Irvine series, which is in a couple weeks. So Okay. I, I okay. think that might be a little optimistic, but um, that's a big bat out of the lineup because you could, you know, normally Rick would put Pollard and yep. Williams kind of back-to-back there to give him some thump in the middle, and, um, you know, he won't be able to do that for a little bit. So it's going to be you – know, Rick didn't, doesn't have a lineup kind of set other than I think Peyton Williams will be, you know, probably in the 3-4 hole somewhere around there, but um, – it's an interesting team. A lot of talent, though, and I think they can be pretty good. Are all those kids from Roosevelt gone now? <laughs> <laughs> ben Norman. I don't know. I mean, do they well, have 14 years left you, on the, you do the know COVID? What, you do know why I want to do the Saturday game in Frisco, right? Oh, yeah. My buddy, my buddy that I went to oh, yeah. the no, I know. Alabama game with, right, he's he's already got tickets, and he's already like, you're coming, right? And I'm, I, I dude. So, What's the date? Uh, March 5th. Oh, you just yeah. go. Yeah, I know. I, I I know it's it's just a matter of setting it up and going. Good lord, right? get in your freaking car. Eh, I'll fly. Twelve hours. I'll give you. You can listen to Hawkeye Huddle and Hawkeye can, Report I, podcast the whole way down. I can, I can write it off. That's one thing. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to be down there for that one. I'm trying. I want to get down there to watch them play uh, Wichita State the previous on Friday too, and see how that goes. All right. So uh, good stuff there, Tom. I, I it, it'll be fun. And like I say. Uh, there's good stuff on your website about baseball if, if anybody wants to follow it. Actually, basketball team really is, good stuff. Yeah, the basketball team uh, for the men this week, huge week because they have to jam an extra game in there uh, after the Ohio State postponement. But now you're in, you're literally in a spot where you get it's kind of a put up or shut up week, isn't it? I mean, with the fact that people were saying, well, you got no quad one wins. Well, you've got a chance at at least three of them this week. Yeah, this is a big week for Iowa because you've got um, you can get some signature wins, um, and you honestly probably got to get two out of three, in, in my opinion. Um, if you could do that, I think you got to, you know, you're going to make a statement that you're because right now they're in the NCAA tournament, but they don't have those. You know, they're 0 and five and quad one wins, and people are going to point that out as a flaw on their resume. So, got a chance to. To uh, make a statement here, and if they can, um, you know, get two out of three. You think they'd get Nebraska? You think they're going to get Northwestern? And then you're at home. You're, you end up with, you know, and you're at 21 wins in the season, and that's pretty good. It's it, not only is it pretty good. Let's face it; it's far and away better than than we expected when well, when we lost C.J. Frederick and when we lost Luca Garza. Lu- well, and Joe well, yes, those are the draft guys. But then you also lost uh, Jack Nunji and C.J. Frederick as well, who you thought would be part of this team. And suddenly you're like, well, who's going to pick up the slack? Well, they all have. And and this move, well, the, uh, the move to Jordan, going move, back yep, to the point, is, has been is absolutely huge. made it's huge. every all the difference in this basketball team. 
The ball moves. Guys get better shots. It's, I mean. And he's more effective himself. It's well, not even right. close. Yep. 100%, guys. 100%. 100%. It's not. Tom can't even argue. He's speechless. He's got nothing, <laughs> right? He can't even argue with this. All right. Hey, we're going to get to through. That's true. All right, my friend, we're going to get to a break. Uh, we're going to come back next week. Again, it'll be Wednesday, just letting you know so you can okay. uh, adjust your schedule. But uh, we're going to be talking about at least two, if not three, Hawkeye victories. Oh, my gosh. If we have three wins, this will be uh, the most overhyped Hawkeye huddle <laughs> in a super long time since the Hawks are ranked number two in football. <laughs> it'll be yeah, great. No kidding. All right. Thanks, All right, Tom. We'll, we'll catch you next week. week. All right. Thank Tom you. Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. And I do, like we say, get out there. This uh, this Huseman, this Kyle Huseman, is uh, <clears throat> he's brought on board is doing a terrific job with the baseball stuff too, and it, it is really fun. Well, hey, listen, well, there should be something to carry us beyond football and basketball, right? Well, if Bruce will pay, we'll do it through the summer. Why not? <laughs> we'll be back. Wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen under the champ and one hundred one point three FM. Apparently, we're back on the air. That's why we put it on up there, man. We're just having our own little chat here, having a good time, talking with Bruce about the beers here at G-Migs and how they've got what I, my, my, one of my favorites here, and I'm enjoying it this evening. And, and Their tremendous wait staff yeah, and the right, courteous responsiveness right. that right. they bring to us. And the patrons who come up and say hi to us and talk to us and don't realize we're on the radio. And then it's go, oh, are you on the air? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, it's great here at G-Migs. But I thank AMPM Plumbing because they do. They do plumbing, and uh, D.C. Jr. needs them again. What did you do? What, I didn't do anything. What do you do to your pipes? I, well, my pipes are so old. Uh, I, I live in Midtown, man. I have old pipes, and uh, we had a thing and then a deal. <laughs> sent the guy out. Then we sent out Brian. Brian goes, what would you do now? I said, I don't know. And now, now they're going to fix it. Thing in the deal is the way you described uh, when you <laughs> never mind. We had a backup. You yeah, had a backup, not from the sewer. Um, a couple of notes: we have not touched on women's basketball at all. They win uh, against Minnesota the other day, eighty-eight seventy-eight at home, and took a, a tough loss against Maryland. They were just really they were barely in it. They got behind early, all the way down twenty, came back to get it within five to start the fourth quarter, and then ended up losing eighty-one sixty-nine. Number. 15 Maryland run out of gas that, you know Caitlin Clark didn't have one of her better days a couple of people were hurt it just yeah they were out of gas they looked out of gas and it was too bad it was on uh, national tv and by the way it was the largest crowd of the year but they lost that one now they've got two against the two, against Indiana two straight Indiana leading the Big Ten and I think we got a home and away yes no it's an away <laughs> and a home Saturday at Indiana 3 p.m. and Monday at home 7 p.m. on the Big Ten well, Network. you got to figure out how to split that. Split it. That's good, right? Um, they're still 16 and 7, 10 and 4. They're number 22 in the net, by the way. Talk about firmly in. Talk firmly about in. your perfect seven or eight seed. The downside they're to that, they're always though, the seven or eight seed, right? The so down. The downside to that is, is that if if they could figure out a way to win a few. You want to host that first weekend yes, right. in the women's tournament. And they're really working for that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's the big deal that for the women's tournament because they go on site for the first And you can get a chance first at the two rounds. 16. Yes. By the way, there's a great article in The Athletic about the gal out of Cedar Rapids, Washington, who is uh, uh, the next great recruit out of Iowa. Who uh, had, Are you they, kidding me? There's a girl from Joaquin. There's a I know. There's a girl from Johnston who's like in the eighth grade. This is, this is the next top 50 recruit. 
coming out and and Lisa's got her locked down since she was a freshman and and she's been blowing up on the circuit. This is going to go on for a while, kids. Is Caitlin Clark a, a generational talent? I believe so. Right, nobody shoots from the art from the uh, half court line like she does. She made another one the other night. Yeah, right? I know, I saw it. Yeah, but uh, but in terms of the talent that is coming up in the state of Iowa and the Midwest, Lisa's got them got them coming. There's there's some girls coming from Wisconsin. There's a, one coming, the all time leading uh, three point shooter uh, in Nebraska, who's just a junior. Uh, is coming. There's going to be some really good basketball continuing uh, in Iowa City it's under too, her. It's, it's terrific. Too bad it's terrific. That- uh, the Jones girl's dad was such a <laughs> tool. There you go. How's that? There you go. That's a good term. I didn't even know, right? I went in there one day with my buddies to uh, into into his restaurant to have right. a, 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 and he makes a good tenderloin. It is a good tenderloin. He starts explaining to me about his daughter, and I'm like, I don't know why I haven't heard. And then later on, we found out the whole thing. And yeah, boy, he's he's a piece of work, isn't he? Wrestlers, by the way, they did get it done in the battle at the ballpark down in Arlington, Texas. I considered going to that as well, but did not go. You know what's interesting about that? They had just under 13,000 people. They could have had more if they had held that at Carver. Exactly. Right. <laughs> they went at 23-9 to against number 12, Oklahoma State. Here's the funny part. Trent Condon, our good friend. Uh, there are ways that you can make a wager on wrestling, and you know what the spread was? 14. 14. <laughs> Just saying. I said, how do they, know, how do they that? know that? Right? It's like betting on WWE. I know. How do you know that? <laughs> that that took bonus points to do that, right? They won seven out of the ten matches. Uh, Austin DeSanto did lose, but he lost. He's number three. lost to the number two wrestler, five to three. So that'll be interesting. There, come back there is a gap between one, two, and three at that, at that, that 133. Way. And 133 well, is such a horribly tough. He did tough. not lose badly. He just lost. Right. right? So he, he can get that done, but that'll be interesting. Boston uh, College's alternate uniforms save the heights. I thought the heights was in I, Brooklyn. Dude, I don't I right. mean, uh, apparently we're ending all kinds of problems by putting things on the field, right? I don't know. Well, we've anyway, we've yeah. ended uh, uh, racial know. inequality I by know. putting equality on, our on the back of the Hawkeye basketball uniforms. Yeah, you can support however you want. Good there for you. Go. Good for you. Do it. Do it. Um, here's the fun thing about wrestling. So the uh, on the uh, Board of Regents uh, uh, itinerary is approval of the new wrestling facility. The $26.5 million wrestling facility, it's on for the 23rd. I noticed this today. Didn't Tom Brands get Hulk Hogan to pay for the whole deal? Uh, he does not have the donations for the whole thing. <laughs> but the, all those trees, that, so if you're sitting and you're, if you're, if you're standing looking at Carver and you're sitting on the, I guess that would be the south side of Carver and there's a, like a grove of trees there that makes no sense, a little park and there's a grove of trees there, that's where it's going. It's going to be slightly to the south of Carver Hawkeye Arena. It'll be its own building. Across It'll, the street? No, no. It's it's on the same side of the street. I'll, I, I'll show it to you when it, we drive by. It's is at, it in the Heights? It's in the Heights. It's going to be a two-story building uh, with a tunnel underneath into Carver Hawkeye. A, a tunnel? Two-story, two-story wrestling room. If you've seen what Iowa has right now, you would be amazed. I mean, it's literally, it's a room the size of, of G-MIGS, and it's the height. It's literally, that's where all they do is in a, in a space. It's... It, what they're going to get is going to be terrific. So let's hope they approve that. Uh, I know Tom Brands is looking forward to it, but uh, but let's hope they approve that. They um, will. Oh, I, I I think they will. They're they're going to get. They know you know, Roy Salger is going to be the lead donations. With Roy that, right? Salger will be the world's biggest fundraiser for that 
and he's just going to go around Iowa, be crazy, and say, I'm going to sit here until you give me $5,000. Yeah. $26.5 million is a lot, but they'll figure it out, right? And it, and it really will. And by the way, those people who, like me, would like to see Iowa move the, uh, the, all of the winter sports downtown to the old Capitol area and build an arena there, it ain't happening. So right. just, let's just live with that. Here was my idea. How do you like this idea, though? Don't know. I haven't heard it. You know, so where the old football bubble used to be, they put up, they've got a parking lot there now, right? Well, I thought that's where they put the football facility. No, the football facility is over by on the other side of the baseball by, stadium. By the rack or, by the, or by the, the baseball stadium now. So now there's nothing there but a, but a parking lot where the bubble used to be. This sounds what, like a song that I've heard of. Why not? I know. They put up a they they build paradise. A park. But why not? Why not build a small but thriving restaurant and bar community right there? On, because it's on campus. Big deal. So, ah, that's why. I don't care. You're going to have the university own it? Jamie Pollard pr- proposed the same thing up at Iowa State, right next to Hilton Coliseum. People were going ape crazy over it. A potion. See, I did that, and people loved it as the idea. Right next to Hilton, that you'd have this this mini mall with restaurants and bars and stuff. For why wouldn't you just take that space? And if you can't bring the arena downtown, where people can actually bring downtown, bring, bring downtown, to, downtown the to the arena. And uh, or at the very least, put yourself up a big parking ramp so people can actually park instead of walking eight and a half miles in the sub-zero temperatures, right? Well, and that but, would that would not hurt anybody, particularly football parking and everything else. No, but wouldn't it be cool if if right there you had actually, a bunch of restaurants and bars for football games, basketball games, wrestling games? People uh-huh. would still go in the middle of the winter. They would. They would. No, they would. No one's going to go over there if there's nothing to do. There's nowhere be, to park. It'd be the same as going down to the down to the vine or the Wigan Pen or any it's the same it'd be the same it's shorter distance it's on the cam bus I think yeah are you saying I could take the red route you could take the red route or the blue route and you can still get to the to this place I just think that's the way to go anyway you're gonna have bars and restaurants that are gonna be open maybe we should talk to a bar and restaurant owner is that a good idea I in Ames it works in Ames <laughs> because uh, yes, it's true. We don't go to Iowa to play no school. Um, there's Ohio State. <laughs> there we go. He, All right. He made a great point. Back to basketball. Hospitality and restaurant. How much time we got? I don't know. Jacob, t- text me how much time we got. Five minutes. Two things that have gotten better in the last three games. One, Jabo at the point just makes everything better. Two, the rebounding has gotten way better, right? They've put more effort into their rebounding the last three games than they had. The Penn State game was embarrassing how many times they did, they, they did they, they were one and done. Three, the and, teams have gotten worse. And No, <laughs> three, Keegan Murray's figured out how to keep himself on the floor. Yes, he is not. He is not well, part, part of the reason he's, although I should say this, he guarded the best player Nebraska had the other day and held him to. Like, Kobayashi? Not Kobayashi. Um the yes. heralded freshman, yes. Yes, he did. the five-star, and held him to like 11 points for the game. Yeah. Um, and did that without fouling, which is what you're saying. So, with under three minutes to go in the Hawkeye huddle, it's time for the Miller Lite last call. No, no. <laughs> is that where we're going? Westo. No, no, no. I'm going with the Westo red. Smoked Red. Smoked Red. Uh, because that's what I'm drinking. The Westo Smoked Red last call. Um uh, we got three games to pick. All right, uh, the Hawks are going two out of three on this. I don't think we're going three for three. 
I, th- I think they get Michigan. I think they don't. Wow. I think, we get, I think we surprise the heck out of Ohio State, and we come home and we take care of Michigan. Michigan State, I think, is one. We, I, think, I think Dickinson backs down our bigs, little bigs, as much as possible. We get into foul trouble. We, get, we run into some problems tomorrow night. But I think we come back with this weird surprise win at Ohio State because Ohio State's streaky and freaky. And I think you come home and Michigan State is is ripe for they're they're not nearly all that great either. And then I think you go to you get Nebraska as well and Northwestern as well. And I think out of this whole stretch, you win four out of five. If they won five, that'd be seven in a row, right? Four, yeah, if they won five, or, or yeah, eight in a row, eight in a row. Five, yeah, yeah. I got us beating Michigan, losing a heartbreaker at Ohio State, and then coming back home and beating Michigan State team that just doesn't have any answer for Keegan. That's probably true. That's probably true. Um, you better be ready to rebound against both Michigan and Michigan State, and you better make shots at Ohio State. Um, and you and you have to guard uh, Dickinson, obviously. But the the dude for Ohio State's really good, and I can't think of his name. The, the, JJ. The, eh, not a lot of not a lot of scouting going on here at the Hawkeye Huddle right now. None of all the teams. No. Right. Um, I was watching them last night, and they well, they were unimpressive in the first half, and they came back and played hard in the second half and got after it. And did you see what they did? Dumped it down low. That's the problem Iowa has. They're going to have to. You have to get those guys in foul trouble, so you can't just go inside against Iowa's Iowa's guys. Because and you're going to have to play more Keegan and Keegan and Chris together. It just has to happen because your interior defense has to have those two guys. Well, on the floor. you need that. You need them for their ability to block shots. Yes. As well yes. as well it's as rebound. It's not about size, but they they're long. They're length. They can block shots. Right. They can board. Yes. They tip the ball around. Yes. It's got to happen. I mean, right. we're botches. Adequate, but he's certainly not as good as those two guys. Frank gonna hit have to hit the portal for a big guy this year. He is. Hey, what th- about Ugundale? Uh, thanks everybody helping us out of the program. Jake Sweezy back in the uh, studio. Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. Angie Lancaster. Brian. Oh, oh we forgot about Brian Hawk and Angie Lancaster. AMPM Plumbing. Join us next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 17 under the champ and 101.3.